everyone. Welcome back to Triple Babble Podcast. I got my co-host here with me. I've got El Jefe, and I've got the Playmaker, a.k.a. TP. Sure. Um, so we're back again for a new episode. Uh, welcome to week four of the NFL and our, you know, breakdown of, you know, a few different games. Uh, the Cowboys, of course, fantasy, sports betting, just real analysis, all those types of things. Jefe, take it from here. Man, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. If y'all didn't know, Cooper Rush, as a starter, is undefeated in Rush. We trust, baby. And let me just tell y'all something. Before that game, because I couldn't make it out. I'm sorry. I know I should have been in the huddle with Micah. I should have been there. But we got the dub. That's what matters. But anyways, I was on the phone with, I was on the phone with Micah. Micah had somebody in the background by the name of Lawrence, right? I was like, who the hell is this guy? Does he even exist anymore? And let me tell you, I heard him in the background. He said, who is that talking? Watch me work tonight. And boy, let me tell you, three sacks. He almost had one for each quarter. I was feeling it. I'm loving it. Mm. Guys, how y'all feeling? Cowboys, Cooper, 2-0 as a starter this year. How how y'all feeling? And Russ, we trust. And Cooper Rush, we trust. Man. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy has been uh, – he's been holding his offense steady to me. I mean, I had my doubts, of course. I didn't think that he'd be able to, you know, make this offense move after looking at how Dak Prescott tried to move the offense in week one. It was inefficient. Nothing was working. So I'm thinking the backup is going to come in. He won't be able to, you know, you know, pick up from there. I mean, he might be worse than Dak. Oh, season's doomed. It's over. But since then, we've won two games. We beat the Bengals. We beat the Giants. I mean, we always beat the Giants, but it was significant because it was prime time. It was Monday night football. All the lights were in New York, and we came out with the win. Our defense played very hard. Our offense played better than the Giants' offense. We played pretty good. So to come out of there with a win when we were the underdogs, I think we were – two-point dogs at that point, it's it's awesome to see. So I'm, I'm happy that we won. I'm happy we've got Cooper Rush. I'm, I'm looking at our defense. I love how we played. So I'm, I'm satisfied. You know, a win is a win. You know, I loved it. So as you can see, my hair has been doing a whole bunch of different things in this, um, in this episode. That's just the different course of emotions that I've experienced during this Cowboys two-game win streak. Um, I mean, I have no choice but to say in Rush Retrust right now. Right now. Um, I mean, realistically, looking at the offense, it looks like we're running, Kellen Moore's running a different offense. I don't know what, I mean, obviously the reason, you know, Kellen, I'm not sorry, Cooper Rush is a little bit less than what Dak Prescott is as a quarterback. Now, I'm curious to see if Cooper, I mean, if Kellen Moore will choose to run a very similar offense with Dak because it looks very effective. Cooper Rush, for what it's worth, is an <laughs> And he's not putting too many points on the board, but when he needs to put points on the board, he does. Um, will I say that I thought the game was over when Saquon Barkley hit that cut back for 42 yards? Absolutely. Thought it was over. Saquon Barkley, whenever he plays Dallas, because if, if he's healthy, because he's never healthy, but if he's healthy and he's got Dallas on the schedule, he's going to show up for whatever reason. Everybody wants to show up against the Cowboys. So there's his reason. However, Defense looks really looks really stout. Front seven, Demarcus Lawrence finally showed up for the season. Hey, 
Nice to see you, buddy. Um, Anthony Barr, barring a, a early penalty against Saquon Barkley, played really well. Trayvon Diggs, people are not talking about it because he's not getting interceptions, but he's locking guys up. Nobody's really getting off on Trayvon Diggs. Game ceiling interception. Um, I do think that I would like to have a little bit of a moment of silence for Sterling Shepard um, and his his ACL. So, but yeah, you know, back to the Cowboys. I mean, our defense is really good. Donovan Donovan Wilson really showed up, ready to play, striking on all fields. And I mean, there's the striking on all facets of the game. And I mean, realistically, there's nothing much that I can say about Michael Parsons. Lawrence Taylor said his he sent his kudos to Michael Parsons. I mean, hey, he he's a real he's the real deal. Pancake two guys in one play. I don't know if it registers as two, but he probably you know I, he's what more can I say? And he's not showing up on the TV show. He's not showing up with Skip and Shannon. He's just really focused. Um, I don't know if they're going to rush Dak back because Cooper Rush is put a little bit of pressure. But we'll see what happens. Speaking of pressure, what about my man Tony Pollard? He's putting that <laughs> pressure on your boy. Yeah, TP, I mean, even Zeke in this game, they showed out in the running game. And I think that's the key to the Cowboys' wins. When we rush the football a certain number of times, I don't have the exact number, but normally about 20-plus times a game, we win football games. And this was true when Dak was the quarterback, and it's true when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. We continue to run the football. We had huge chunk plays that, you know, probably pushed the averages up a little bit higher. But, I mean, overall, we dominated that game on the ground. When Saquon scored that touchdown, I was like, man, we don't have that right now. You know, like, we don't have that. But it didn't matter. We had Thunder and Lightning. We had we had Zeke and Pollard, and they were just going back and forth. And they were, you know, they were able to generate. Zeke was good out there. People aren't talking about it, but Zeke looks good. He's not going for, you know, 90 yards a game or whatever, but he looks good. He looks strong. He looks like he's, he's picking up the yards that we need him to pick up. When it's second and three, or, you know, short yardage situations, he's able to generate yards instead of losing yards, which was something in the past two seasons or so uh, was something, you know, we wish we could see from Zeke. So, yeah, happy to see that from him. Really, really am. He looks great. He looks to be in excellent, excellent condition. And this this is what I've been saying about Ezekiel, because there was a specific play. I think a linebacker was coming free. And Zeke almost Zeke, he's looking one way. The the blitzer, there was a delayed blitz. That's what it was. Delayed blitz by the linebacker. Linebacker's coming straight through the gap. And Zeke turns, picks up the blocker, and frees up Cooper Rush to get the ball out. I'm not gonna hate on Tony Pollard by any means because Tony Pollard strikes whenever he can, just like you said, lightning. Strikes whenever he can. He had a very similar run. It was um definitely for an extended, an extended game. But Tony Pollard is not doing that. Tony Pollard's not picking up blocks like Zeke is. And realistically, for what it is, Zeke grinds teams down, grinds them down. So it gives room for Tony Pollard to break free when, you know, when everybody's tired in third, fourth quarter. And shout out to Jason Peters. First play in the game opens up for what? A 20, 30 yard game. I don't know if we're talking about the well, like, uh, let me get, let me get, let me get deep into the field. Let me, uh, let me clean out the linebacker, spring and spring open a wide run. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the team looked good this week. Again, it might just be that the Giants are not that good. You know, they're not who we thought they were, or who the NFL thought they were. But I don't know. Our offensive line, solid defense. I don't want to say elite yet, but defense, really strong, really stout. Michael Parsons got these guys ready to play. 
That's all I can say. Kellen Moore, don't fuck this up. Hey, hey, TP, I got a question for you because I, I also, when, when I was talking to Micah, I had to shout this guy out and let him know about you. How about that guy Lamb and that one-handed catch? All right, so. <laughs> yeah, so you let me hear you because I, I had that combo with him. So let me be very clear about this. T.D. Lamb still is still not a number one wide receiver. No. We wouldn't even have been in the position that we were in had he not dropped that wide open touchdown. And then and then proceeded to smile as if everything was okay. I Because he knew. Because he knew he was coming back. I personally think that he had money on that first half. I don't know what <laughs> – it was, but I think he had money on the first half, and so he had to, like, no way he could just catch that real game. However, he made up for it. Can't be mad. But, I mean, hey, I, I sent my tweet out. I, I said C.D. Lamb is a word that rhymes with bunt. And I Man, said, the way the way, look, the way way C.D. had lost all hope lost like all the faith of Cowboys Nation, man. They were ready to discard CD Lamb, man, after that play, man. We were done with him. If you looked at social media, man, it was like, bro, he's out of here. He don't deserve to wear number 88. Like those are some of the comments I saw on the screen. And yeah, for a moment I had to agree with him. But he redeemed himself in the end zone. A bit flashy. I don't care. It was amazing. A one-handed catch. It's it's one of those highlight reels that you play when trying to get a new contract. It's just one of those things. It's one of those it's one of those plays. And I was so glad that happened because I mean all of Cowboys Nation was just down on CD Lamb after that point. And you said that you made a good point. That smile that he made. I'm like, dude, what are you smiling about, man? Like I want to see you beat yourself up. He did one of these. He did, he did one of these. He did one of these and then he was smiling like, you know, that's me. That's on me. But I'm like, dude, I don't want to see that smile. I don't want to see that man. I want to see you upset. Because he angry. Because he knew. No, nah, man. When I do that on like a basketball court or something, I tap my chest and like laugh. This, it's, it's. I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like if I'm doing that, but you, but you know what that means? It means you give it to me again. It's over. It's but he over. dropped a couple passes after the fact too. And again, but who won the game for us? He's he's one of the for sure. He's one of those players that very high risk, high reward. It's either one one million or zero. But I'm we 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 don't need to keep seeing that because he's gonna have a situation where he plays in a zero, and we're not gonna have the ability to win that game. So we need him to just lock in, and I'm excited when Gallup comes back, take a little bit of pressure off. But Noah Brown, shout out to Noah Brown. Shout out Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Brown. Noah Brown. Noah Brown was putting in the work that CD Lamb should have been. People were making a mistake. Oh, that's CD. No, it's Noah Brown. Noah Brown. You know what? We'll we'll get into him more. You know we'll get into him more when 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 it's time to get the nitty gritty. It's Noah's art leading us, (laughs) leading us to to the new game. He split the seas. Yes. But you know what? We can talk about Noah Brown this Sunday. Let's save him. Let's reserve him for our Cowboys segment later. Let's let's get into why we're. Let's get back to what you just said. Moses split the seas, not Noah. But yeah, let's get our biblical references uh, right here. Cool. It's very, very important. Let let let's let's really get to why we're here. Thursday night football. Okay, that's why we are here today. Miami Bengals, a three and zero versus a one and two. 
but we got two elite quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Tua's, Tua's only played. I, I don't know. Tua could, uh, he's 1-0 on Thursday nights, 1-0 against the spread. Burrow's 1-1 one one, both ways. Tua is looking a whole new class this season. I mean, I'm taking Miami money line. I don't know about y'all, but I'm taking Miami money line. Let's get into some further analysis. I'll roll this over to TP. Well, Trev, I saw you sticking your sticking your fingers on your forehead. I don't know if they're both elite. Joey Burrow maybe in the elite section in the elite conversation, sure. Tua Tagalova, Tua. I, I almost had it. I almost had it. What? Tagalova Loa. Tagalova Loa. There we go. Loa. There we go. Yeah. yeah Tagalova. You, you got it. Yeah. Tua Tagalova. Just call him Loa. elite. He's about yeah, to show up. I definitely would not consider him an elite quarterback. However, he has 925 pass yards. I believe he has eight touchdowns on the season. Um, But I think we can attribute that to Tyreek Hill, who we can – definitively say top two wide receiver in the league. And let's not forget about my guy, Mr. Jalen Waddle. Get a little Waddle on. Get a little Waddle on. <laughs> Both receivers have scored multiple times this season. Um, Chase Edmonds, really solid rush game that they going on, got going on, as well as Raheem Mostert, both 79, 78 yards this season. Um, Jalen Waddle actually has more yards than Tyreek Hill, but I believe Tyreek Hill has three touchdowns to – um, Waddles too. I may be a little bit off on those numbers, but in their defense as well, the Miami Dolphins defense is really strong. They were able to outlast the Buffalo Bills 19 to 21 last week. Um, we can kind of attribute that Buffalo Bills loss to a little bit of missed clock management. However, I mean, realistically, when you take in the best team in football, I think the best team in football to that length that we see the meltdown by the coaching staff in the, in the office, in the front office, in the top office. I mean, obviously Miami is, there's somewhat of the real deal. Now we'll see once we get around week eight, week nine, if they're still going to be able to keep it up when the weather starts to chill out. But I mean, realistically, Miami seems like they are the real deal right now. Um, Cincinnati coming off the Super Bowl hangover. Uh, Trev, to attribute what you said earlier this season, you, the loser of the Super Bowl does tend to come out a little bit slow, and Cincinnati has absolutely come out slow. Um, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, they look like they can get the job done, but there's something going on with Joey Burrow. However, he did come back to life against the New York Jets. Granted, they are the New York Jets. But, I mean, 27-12, you get the job done. Joe Flacco is not no quarterback to scoff at. Cincinnati defense showed up. Um, I think if we're not careful and if the Miami defensive line cannot get to Joey Burrow, we might be in store for a shootout, okay? Because Tyreek Hill has already stated that he owes Eli Apple. And we all know about Cheeto Awuzie out in Dallas. We definitely know about that guy. So Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, I think they're bringing their plates and they want to be served up. So let's see if Tua can wake up. I know he says he has a little bit of a back issue and a little bit of an ankle issue. I personally think he might be concussed, but we'll see what happens. I also think that Joey Burrow, after that Jets game, that Jets win, he might get a little bit more active, might try to attack in the deep ball. And then you can't you can't forget about Joe Mixon, can't count on Joe Mixon. So we might be in a little bit – we might be in store for a shootout. Weather's going to be warm. Be a nice game, nice little fall. Getting ready for the fall. See, I got my little shawl, my cardigan, got my hoodie, got my hoodie ready. 
But I'm looking forward to seeing Tyreek Hill versus Eli Apple, Jalen Waddle versus Cheeto Awuzie. Sorry, Cheeto. I don't want to say I miss you, but, you know, I, I have to show you love. You're a former Cowboy. That, to me, is a matchup to look out for, and as well as Joe Mixon versus the Dolphins defense. Joey Burrow and Joe Mixon versus the Dolphins defense. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm picking Miami to win this game, though. I don't know about you, Trev. What do you think? So I'm going to be on the opposite side. I'm, I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to go with the, the favorite, Cincinnati. So Cincinnati is the favorite to win this matchup. I believe they are at minus three, minus three and a half, depending on which book you check. So a few things about the most recent game. Let's take it back to uh, – Dolphins and Bills. So in that game, you had Miami's defense on that field for about 90 plays. Uh, so they they played a lot. This is a short week. They are traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. And this is almost a bet against spot for a team that, you know, their defense was just exhausted for, you know, the minutes that they played uh, this past Sunday. And then they have to turn around, travel, and then play defense again. Now, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals have not, uh, you know, been in that form that we saw going into the Super Bowl last year. They are really still trying to figure themselves out. Uh, I think I mentioned in past episodes, Joe Burrow, he missed a lot of the preseason, a lot of training camp due to uh, he had an appendectomy uh, procedure, I believe. And then they, I think the team was just being very cautious with him. So he did not play. He did not have a chance to gel with his new offensive line. They have about four new guys that are on that offensive line. Uh, one of those new offensive line members, Leo Collins from you know, the Cowboys, of course, you know, he changed teams in the offseason. They have not had an opportunity to really gel just yet. So these first few games, I believe, are like their preseason. Um, you mentioned the Bengals and the Jets. Now, the Bengals manhandled the Jets. I talked to El Jefe a little bit offline. We talked for a little while about just how that game would go. And I gave my prediction. I was like, look, man, the Bengals are going to own this team by two touchdowns. It, it's, it is what it is. This team is a get-back spot. I think if the Bengals had not lost to the Cowboys, they would have been, you know, a little bit higher favorites going into that game. But it is what it is. They came back. They won. They beat a team they were supposed to beat. And here they are, um, you know, one and one on the spread. So going into this game, I do believe that the Dolphins are – the defense is going to be in for a nightmare. Uh, I don't like it when cornerbacks uh, – not cornerbacks, when wide receivers call out cornerbacks the week before – if you look at the Bengals matchup versus the Cowboys, I believe Jamar Chase had some interesting comments, some words for uh, Trayvon Diggs. He said that he was not technically sound. He said that he takes a lot of risks. And we know this. We know we know Diggs. He takes a lot of risks, absolutely. But Diggs, he, he's in another year. It's a new year. This is not last year. And he has been a bit more sound in his technique, in my opinion. But prior to that game, Jamar Chase, no one asked him to say all that. They just asked him, what do you think? And he has came out of his mouth and said he's not – he basically said he's he's good, but he's not good. He said he's athletic, but he's not stopping me. That's essentially what he said. I really dislike it when, uh, when receivers come out the week before and talk trash about the cornerbacks because they tend to always get beat. <laughs> so uh, what Tyreek Hill said, I think he'll eat his words. I think Eli Apple will be extra motivated this game to shut him down since he's passed defenses elite. I mean, they've held teams uh, next to next to nothing. So um, 
Miami's only scoring when their wide receivers are wide open. I do not think Tua Tagovailoa is an elite quarterback in the NFL at this point. I do think that Joe Burrow is somewhat in that elite category or just right outside of it. I think he just has to have a few games that he strings together that will really, really prove it. But I got to take Cincy. I got to take them. I got to take them minus three. I like them to win, so I like them to cover. I don't think Miami's going to show up for this game. Tua's banged up. I think Waddle has some sort of injury. Uh, this team is hurt. Their defense played for so long last Sunday, so I, I got to go with them. I mean, this is a clear bet against spot for me. Uh, I cannot take the offense. I got to go with the Bengals. I got to take them to cover, and um, I think they're going to catch them sleeping. I really do. I think they'll be kind of sleeping at the wheel. I think they'll look at this game like, look, you know, we're undefeated. We're going into this matchup, and we just couldn't get it done. You know, we're a little banged up, and we'll we'll get them next week, so – I, I really like the Bengals here. I got to take them. And I think this point spread is cheap. Three points, three and a half points. I think it's pretty cheap. So I I, I got to go with them. I, I would take them higher, but uh, the books have met three. So that's what I'll take them at. Fair point. Fair point. You got any fantasy word for us this week? Obviously, you got to start the quarterbacks, man. I mean, there's no debate there. Um, in terms of the receivers, you know to start. Uh, the running back situation, though, uh, Joe Mixon, he's a little banged up, isn't he? I think he is. Oh. I think uh, Samaj P. Ryan, yeah, he was with the Commanders for a little while, spent some time with them. I know he scored a touchdown last week. I think they might be looking to utilize him a little bit more um, this particular week, but I don't think he's someone that you should look for in fantasy. Uh, I mean, maybe as a, a flex, a running back three or something like that, but I wouldn't really look to him. Um, there's just so many places that the football can be thrown. I really would not, you know, depend on him to be, um, you know, a reliable position. Then you've got uh, Giuseppe and you've got uh, the kid from Baltimore, uh, Hayden Hurst, who used, you know, who's on the Bengals now. But, yeah, I I like Hayden Hurst. I think he's, I think he's pretty good. And um, Giuseppe, I mean, hit or miss. I mean, if he scored a touchdown, I mean, that's great. But if he doesn't, uh, I don't think he sees the volume. So it's tough to say with those tight ends. They said they said Joe Mixon is full to go. Is he? Okay. That's good to know. Full to go. Good, Let's see good, what good. he can do out there then. Good. Well, we'll see what happens this Thursday, fellas. I mean, me, T, me and TP, we, we, we riding with the Dolphins this week. We try to see the waddle, waddle, waddle. While we got – yeah, there he is, the waddle, waddle, waddle. While you got Trev riding with the Bengals. I see Bengals. you taking the minus three to Bengals, the lone wolf out here. Well, this is El Jefe until Sunday. This, by the way, this Sunday, we we taking over. We running down the whole entire slate for y'all this Sunday. We sorry about last week, so we doing it big. We going to do everything for you. We going to talk about it all. Join us. But until then, in rush, we trust El Jefe out. Oh, before we go, I just want to say rest in peace to Coolio. They actually just uh, announced that he passed away. Oh shit! Recipes. No way! It's cool. I didn't mean to say shit. Damn. No, I mean no. I, I mean I understand it's very startling. So. Oh fuck man. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's get a quick moment of silence for him then. Hold on. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, He's out. I, wow. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Coolio, man. Um, damn. Yeah, I don't know about it. 
Um, well, th again, this is El Jefe out and Rush We Trust. Keep that in mind. I'll see you Sunday. TP. All right. I'll see you then. This is Trev. We're out.